We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Alexander. McCollum staying with him. Spins, gets inside. Left-handed off the glass. Oh, what a sweet move. Giddy, tough spot. Back door. What a pass. What a play. And Jada picks the pocket of Trey Young. He'll take it himself. This is Udart. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up and welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. Coming to you live Sunday, February 25th on the heels of another beatdown. As the Thunder beat the Houston Rockets 123 to 110. It is a wonderful day in Thunderland. I am your host for the evening, Jacob Niffin. I got my guy, J.D. Silva, along for the ride. Fellas, it's time for some vitriol. We got Justin Peabody in the chat. Oh, everybody. And, of course, Taylor T.P. Peterson. Siri, play the Thunder Rolls by Garth Brooks. Please don't do that, Siri. More like Garth Barks, because we some dogs. Hey. What's the dog doing? Oh, my goodness. We are Siri's brought to you by it. the Blue Wire Podcast Network and Dave's Hot Chicken and Spark OKC. A little more on that later on tonight. We are also live here on YouTube. We've already got a ton of people in the YouTube stream. If you are not here, what are you doing? Make plans. Join us every Sunday night at 9 p.m., except next Sunday night because it's like a super late game on the West Coast. <sighs> we are also on Twitter, <laughs> YouTube, Instagram. That's sigh. <laughs> I got to like burn through all this stuff, dude. It's exhausting. <sighs> because if you're listening to the podcast version, thank you for listening. Drop a five-star rating while you are at it. If you're watching the YouTube video, hit the like button. It's the little one with the thumbs up. That would be very kind of you. Does a lot of work for us. The YouTube subs continue to rise. Kind of like the, the comments team. and the live comments. I mean, we hadn't yeah, even gone of... live yet, and live stream is popping. People yeah. are already making I would fun like of Jacob thank for all polishing the... his head. Yeah. yeah, they're already making fun of Jacob's uh, polished bald head and my excessive talking so we are yeah and the bold. stream doesn't even start and i'm already getting cyber bullied i don't appreciate it <laughs> gentlemen a lot to talk about tonight the thunder three and zero out of the all-star break capping it off tonight with a 123 110 victory over the houston rockets i gotta say that first half i was a little worried 
I was uh I was struggling a bit. They got us in the first half, not gonna lie. But the Thunder came through. So many narratives, so many things we can talk trash about because that's what we love to do against the Rockets. I wish, I wish Nick Crane was on the show. Dude, I was going to uh, go there first. I, I told him to call in Justin, just, just for the intro. Justin, in honor and loving memory of our friend Nicholas Crane, <laughs> can you please say the line? He's not dead. He's just out of town. But... <laughs> Chet made Shangoon look like a little boy. Thank you. Fantastic. Hit the sounder, Silva. What's wh- which sounder? We got that a little one. boy sounder. Do you not Do have we? that? Silva, come on. We have a little boy sounder? <laughs> Without Wait, context, that's a horrible can't say that. <laughs> I don't think we have that. I thought we had it. I thought we form. did too. No. Wow. We have the doo-doo boys. <laughs> Play that one then. Big boys. The doo-doo boys. <laughs> Okay, thank you. Close enough. JD, <laughs> as we dive into this post-game coverage of the Thunder versus Rockets, we like to go big takeaways, big thoughts, big themes. What is the headline of the game? What do you got? What about sweet, sweet justice? What do you guys think about that? <laughs> Not just for the Thunder after that stinker they put up in December and the stinkers they put up in Houston for seasons past. Five straight. Losses in Houston until tonight. Yeah. That's wild. Justice for the fans as well. For us sitting at home on our asses watching this game with arms crossed, thousand yard stare as they play just not Thunder basketball time and time again in Houston. Thought that was happening again. Was in a dark place for, you know, the first half hour of the game. Uh, but they turned it around and had um, one of the more cathartic experiences I've had. Not just in basketball, but in my day-to-day life. Um, in a while. It's been a while. Especially after our Chelsea boys lost. Exactly. In a final. No soccer talk. Silva's timeline here. was firing off all the absurd takes. It from, was. Like, just all the classic Houston accounts that are make NBA Twitter insufferable. Like, Biased Houston and Roosh and Red94. So good. JD, to. do you have some of those tweets pulled up? Uh, yes. Do you want me to like share my screen or just read them or what do you, you know just how just read them. Them. You know this how you. in Monsters Inc. they power their city off child screams <laughs> and then at the end it turns into laughter? I think yeah. JD Silva is powered by Rockets Tears. <laughs> I am. I absolutely am. Uh, we got one from Red94 from November 21st. It reads <laughs> <laughs> it The reads. Receipts. The quirkiest thing of all time is John Hollinger having Shengun as the top prospect and everyone saying, ha ha, this is cute. This is why analytics aren't serious. And then Red94 doubles down and says, oh, wait, he actually is the best player from that draft and possibly the second best from the last three drafts. Ooh. Okay. That's insane. Ooh. I don't know if that one uh, would hold up very well. Uh, I we love, a... imagine going to John Hollinger to support your argument. <laughs> Couldn't be me. Not what John you, Hollinger yeah. said. That's Couldn't a look in the mirror me. moment, folks. We have a uh, Roosh Williams just tweeting Chet Holmgren falls a lot. <laughs> that was yes. during this game. What else can you say? Too bad he didn't fall them. a few more picks. I know. <laughs> oh, there we go. Bang. Uh, uh, we have a uh, Bias Houston putting up the prayer circle tweet to get a top four pick. That's when you know it's over. <laughs> hey, I thought my tweet, my me, my Thanos meme tonight. Very good. Pretty good. Very good. Uh, final one from Klaus NBA, which is deleted. Those are the funniest ones where it says this post has been deleted. And it just says, Shen Goon is OKC's biggest regret. Cope harder. 
Oof. You love to see it. So Chen we also had more some fantastic in the memes quarter well. than Goon had. Hey, who was that one Rockets jackass who blocked all of us like a year or two ago? Ben, what's his face? Ben DeBose. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wonder what he's up to. Where's that jackass? Hey, we gotta chill a little bit. We have another Thunder match or Thunder Houston matchup coming up this on Tuesday true. on national TV at nine PM. Things could get weird. Things could get weird. You have no confidence, Taylor. Hey, I, I mean, what happens we'll, we'll to the get, undercolored glasses, get to this. Taylor? I know we will get to this. I have the Thunder W in my predictions. Who is Leonard Taylor? <laughs> this man got fixed. <laughs> Justin, what's your takeaway from the game? Chet Holmgren. Good lord, it's eight minutes into the podcast, and it's the first time we've said his name. What a man! What a man! What a mighty good man! Uh, an unbelievable <laughs> performance from Chet. The, the beginning of the fourth takeover. Just absurd. You you alluded to it, Jacob. More points in the fourth quarter than Shangun had all game. He sent he forced Thunder PR to send off like seven tweets <laughs> I tonight. Know, I was blown up. He's a new record. Um, re- first first rookie in history to have a hundred blocks and a hundred three pointers in a season, and the first player to have that mark this season. Uh, he set a record for points in a quarter. He I don't know what else, but like superlative after quarter. superlative. I made that mistake as well. I thought it was most rookie points in a quarter. Is it's most in the fourth, but still, you know, even more impressive. Even right? when the stats are oddly specific, they still hit good, <laughs> and that's even more impressive. That post All Star Chet has been a revelation, and tonight might have been the peak so far. He was insane on both ends of the floor. So Chet's fourth quarter in the first two and a half minutes of the fourth, he had that alley oop dunk. He blocked him in Thompson. He had a putback dunk after I believe Dubs missed a layup. Had a three pointer and another putback dunk. Just absolutely absurd. That put the Thunder up by fourteen there in that the beginning of the fourth, and essentially just, I mean, kind of put the exclamation mark on the game. Also had a dagger three pointer later in the fourth quarter. I mean, Chet was just filling it, and it was what I liked the most about that is I thought he kind of struggled there in the first quarter uh, specifically. Second quarter was better. Third quarter was much better. And then just an absolute dominant performance in the fourth. Like that is what superstars do. And uh, we, we kind of saw the emergence of that from Chet tonight. I thought specifically the start of that fourth quarter, because where the Thunder really lost control of this game in the first half was the start of the second quarter when they went like three minutes yeah. without a bucket mm. and the Rockets ballooned the lead up to like 14. And everything just looked stuck in mud for OKC at the start of that second quarter. They really punched back in that third, winning the third quarter 30-21. to 21. I think they went to the fourth quarter with a four-point lead. But all I could think of was, man, that unit that started the second quarter, like really crapped the bed. They're going to have to come out. If they want to win this game, they have to be so much better than they were. And Chet just came out there and said, like, F it, give me the ball. It's time to go win this thing. And he it's completely took over. It was, it was freaking awesome, dude. Or as he said, channeling his inner J-Dub, which I, I love. That was cool. That was cool. I love it. We haven't seen that Chet in a little while, I feel. Because I think he was just tired. Chet's I, honestly, tired, man. Yeah. tired, and Dub was, you know, propelling upwards. You just kind of let that guy cook, obviously, and you're tired, so it made sense. But good God. Uh, I mean, I, I tweeted the uh, coughing baby versus hydrogen bomb thing and compared. <laughs> it was like <laughs> was Chet's rim protection versus Houston guards. They were just... 
swat. He says only had three blocks. That seems insane to me. It felt like every other play was a Chet block on. Dude, there were. We've talked a lot about how opposing teams put their big on Josh Giddy, and like just largely ignore him, and how that's been a problem for the Thunder offense. If you thought that popped off the page, look at what OKC did to a Men Thompson, because yeah. the Rockets would run small ball. Chet would be guarding, guarding a Men Thompson. And we'll just ignore him. And then when a man would try to get aggressive and come inside, there was one. I swear to God, Chet blocked him with his armpit. <laughs> he like really he did. just went up and just yeah. like it was like but somewhere between Hit his and armpit. Like, yeah, it was bicep <laughs> tricep area. Just blocked him in Thompson. Like he made everybody look like a little boy in this game. And we talked about Thunder PR just ripping off some incredible tweets. The last one they had here about Chet before we move on. Chet Holmgren recorded 29 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists, and 3 blocks against the Rockets. Joins Kevin Durant as the only other Thunder player to register those numbers in Thunder history. Pretty good when you're being compared to, to Kevin Durant. Oh, yeah. Chet's final line tonight, 29 points on 11 of 16 shooting, 5 of 8 from 3. Only took 2 free throws, 8 rebounds, 7 assists, a steal, and 3 blocks. <laughs> 29, 8, 7, and 3. That's Absurd. stupid. It's a lot of numbers. And <laughs> I got to tell you guys, of all the stuff he did in the fourth quarter, my favorite play of the game. Shea has the ball top of the key, fourth quarter. Chet comes up. Um, I apologize for the dogs. What the dog doing? What the dog doing? <laughs> Shea has the ball at the top of the key at the fourth quarter. Chet comes up, sets a screen. Shea comes off of it. The Rockets double. Shea pops it out to Chet on the pick and pop three. Chet just shows it. And Shengun ends up up in Dallas somewhere. Goes <laughs> flying. Chet takes one dribble in, draws the defense, kicks it over to Shea for the three. Splash. That two-man game is just scratching the surface. There was Imagine another what play. that thing looks like two years from now. And then you got J-Dub playing off the ball with them or J-Dub being the one to initiate and Shea's the one off the ball drawing the defense. They got something special cooking. We saw that all game. And I think it was in the third quarter as well. I thought that's what you were getting at, Jacob. Uh, and maybe I'm wrong on when this happened. It's all blurring together. But there is a Shea, Chet, pick and roll. Chet gets the ball to the top of the key, finds Shea cutting uh, down the middle of the lane for a wide open layup, just a perfect dish as he sees the defender coming up on Chet because they thought that he was going to pop another three pointer. I mean, it's just, it's absolutely lethal. Another interesting thing from this game tonight, guys. Shea took 23 shots. J Dub, with an efficient, inefficient night by his standards, uh, nine of 22. Chet took 16. And then you have Dort with nine, Kaysen with seven, Josh with five, Joe with five, Jay Will with four, Hayward with three, Wiggins with two, and Kenrich Williams with one. The big three were a very, very big three tonight. Yeah, I I would expect to see that trend continue. Especially like when I when I think about what this team looks like in the playoffs, I think it probably looks like that in terms of shot distribution. Maybe more efficient from Dub, but in terms of like number of shots, that doesn't feel wrong. And that that'll fluctuate. That's not an every night thing, but 
those three are cementing themselves pretty firmly as the the big the big big three on this team and i think that that's who you lean on as as the games get more and more consequential super quick math here i'm very bad at this i think that is 33 of let's see 38 yeah i'm having to do more math uh, regardless they were over 50 percent one no <laughs> carry the one i was told there'd be no math <laughs> Please when your big math. three is putting up those kind of numbers, just absolutely absurd. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, like you all mentioned, I thought, I mean, Dub played fine. I thought he did a really good job at facilitating. Uh, he scored well in the first first half. In the second half, wasn't quite as efficient, mainly because Chet Holmgren was the one getting those shots, kind of something that Silva alluded to earlier. Just the fact that they can all three play so well off one another is so exciting. And I, like, I think like Justin mentioned, it's just, I can't wait to see this continue to progress, especially into the playoffs. I would love if Chet took 16 shots every night. It takes 11.8 yep. now. Dub, 13.6. Shea still got 23 shot attempts. Dub still yeah. got 22. It's not like he was taking away a lot of shots from them. I could not yeah. agree more. Those guys made 33 of the Thunder's 46 made field goal attempts tonight. That's Sorry. wild. That Pretty is good. Wild. That is wild. Um, what was the other stat I was going to say? They also had... Those three had nine of the 17 three-pointers made. We've talked about Shea. We've talked about Chet. We've talked about J-Will. That second half push, all of this. One guy that I think continues to go a little undersung for this team that I think deserves more credit is Lugan Stort. The man tonight, 16 points, five rebounds, two assists, and a steal. Four of six from three was a tied for team leading plus 18 in the single player plus minus. Lou has been awesome. Like, awesome. He had a dip in his three-point shooting for a while there, I believe like around the new year. And I think it was JD and I who were having the discussion of, is the Lou shooting a mirage or not? It hasn't been up and down. It started up, it went down a little bit, it came back up, and it's never gone back down. Like, he shot 50% from three in February. I know it's one month, that's a small sample size. But I tweeted it tonight, like, the decision-making, the shot diet. He was cooking tonight. There was a play where he gets swung the ball, has a semi-open three, and just immediately touch passes it over to Isaiah Joe, for a more open three. That's not a play he makes in years past. In years past, he shoots that or he makes some really tough driving layup. He had another one tonight where he caught on the left wing, I think in the fourth quarter. Defense closed out on him. And just from the TV angle, you could see the straight line drive. And if he's got a straight line and you try to get in front of him, he's just too damn strong. He's going to bump you out of the way. He's like a bowling ball. Once it gets going downhill, you can't really stop that thing just going to bang the shit out of your shins and you're going to hurt and you're going to end up on the floor. (laughs) And he got to the basket and he finished. He's been so much more efficient playing much higher IQ basketball, such a better shot diet while continuing to just be an absolute dog defensively taking the most difficult assignment every night. Jalen green wanted to get into it with him tonight. I was like, Bold Not move. Jay, Best you, of luck. You ain't want that smoke, brother. Yeah, no. <laughs> I tweeted, I don't know if Jalen Smith or Jalen Green was more upset 
with Lou Dort or the fact that he had 11 points on 13 shots. But <laughs> Story of the season. Yeah, I think Lou could have. Yeah, Lou would have been justified in taking more shots tonight, too, because he scored. He hit three threes in a row to like open the game. He scored nine of the first 13 points the Thunder had, I think. So he could have taken more, but he, you know, five of nine. I think, yes, his shooting is up both behind the arc and finishing at the rim. Like last year was just such a bad season for Lou in terms of scoring the basketball. But the decision making is what what really stands out to me. Like you said, Jacob, I think last year in this game, he probably does take more three attempts. And maybe that, you know, his contributions don't have as much shine because of that. Maybe, right? It's speculation. But it feels like this year he's making the smart IQ play in addition to finishing better at the rim and hitting more shots from behind the three-point arc. And, like, those three things in combination is magical. And that's what we've seen out of Lou, especially post-All-Star break. Just like Chet, his his shooting in the last three games has been astronomical. So here I am throwing out more math at everybody again. Unbelievable. But... Lou Dort is shooting a career (laughs) high from three at 39.8% on three-point attempts on his second lowest three-point attempts uh, since his rookie season. His field goal percentage, you guys mentioned, it's not just the three-point shooting. It's the better decision-making and him still being able to drive to the rim and finish, but much more controlled than what we've seen in previous seasons. He's shooting 44.5% from the floor in general. Obviously, those those three-point shots, those three-point makes help that uh, on 8.2 field goal attempts. And that is, again, the second lowest outside of his rookie season for Lou Dort. We are seeing the much more controlled, much more um, – the, the Lou Dort that we talked so much about last season that we hope to see moving forward, we're getting that this season, and it's extremely efficient. And it makes the contract that he signed – yeah, so valuable. Like this, Lou Dort fits on twenty nine other NBA teams, and we're just talking about offense too. He's still guarding the best player every single yeah. on the opposing team every single game. If the Thunder get one player on the all defense team, is it Lou or Shea? That's difficult. Yeah. I I don't know if you guys listen. I was listening to the, to the low post the other day. Yeah. And they were saying, like, they were gassing up OKC, which was awesome. But saying stuff like, Shea's not a great defender, but he tries hard. And I was like, <laughs> have you watched games this season? Yeah, that, no. Because he's been incredible. Yeah. There was one game where I thought Shea was outmanned on defense, and it was in that Clippers game out in L.A. Mm-hmm. when they really, really tried to get physical with him and, like, post him up. Besides that, he's been everywhere. Like, he's been incredible defensively. I still think it's Lou, J.D., for what it's worth. Yeah. I I feel like Lou is a weird enigma in the NBA in that everybody knows he's a great defender, but, like, he's never had that, like, national recognition. Maybe it's because the Thunder have not been great record-wise since he's, you know, been putting the clamps on other teams. Maybe that changes now with where the Thunder are, but I, I feel like for whatever reason, it's like, oh, yeah, he's a really good defender, but he doesn't get put in the same breath as, like, Marcus Smart used to or uh, guys like that. That Maybe maybe all that takes is winning to change that. Yeah. Well, here I am throwing more stats at everybody, uh, <laughs> but this is from Nick Gallo. Oh, <laughs> I found very interesting. There's so much MVP discourse right now. We saw it at Matt Moore, HP Basketball, 
going back and forth with Mavs fans about Luca Vershay. There was Bucks fans getting in there about Giannis Vershay, and they all had their their opinions. We've had two MVPs in OKC and Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. That Rus- Russell Westbrook year was special. Uh, obviously, was carrying a team, carrying a huge load on his shoulders, and was able to pull off the MVP award for obvious reasons. Gallo tweeted out that Shea had his 21st game this year of 30 points, five assists, and two steals. He's only one away from Russell Westbrook, who had 22 of those games in his 2016-2017 MVP season. And we still have, what, 25 games left That's great. That is crazy. Been awesome. Another theme from tonight, guys, we talked about, like, the big three being a very big three. Didn't get much help elsewhere, which I thought was kind of interesting. And I think that will be different two nights from now, whenever these two teams rematch in Paycom at 9 p.m. Thank God we don't have to do a post game after that one. <laughs> it's going to be a late boy. But the Thunder outside the big three didn't get much help elsewhere. Uh, when you look at points, uh, you oh, sorry, you got Lou. We've talked a lot about Lou. Besides that, Kaysen was the high scorer at six. Joe had five. Kenrich had two. Jay Will had five. Giddy had two as far as scoring. Um, guys who played minutes and didn't score. Aaron Wiggins, zero points. Gordon Hayward, zero points. I think that's going to look a little bit different Tuesday. I think you're going to see a little less of the big three and a lot more of the role player guys. And you just need one or two. Yep. I feel like that's natural for home and away, especially with young mm-hmm. teams. For sure. That let's, uh, let's have Gordon Hayward maybe be one of those two, please. That'd be cool. Scale like, of 1 to 10, J.D., how worried are you three games into the Gordon Hayward experience? Like a 2, just because he didn't play basketball in so long. But it would be cool if the shots he take weren't all like fadeaway jumpers from you know, like two feet from the rim. Yeah, it's it's, it's odd. And he like short arms all of them. I don't know. I just want to see him take a three. Agreed. That'd be cool. That'd be Agreed. Cool. You know, actually, has he? <laughs> I'm sure he has, but he has not attempted very many threes in his first three games with OKC. Maybe in that garbage time, but that'd be yeah. Like his bones hurt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping. Uh, I'm hoping the Gordon Hayward experience comes back around. But tonight. Like, Kaysen played well. Aaron Wiggins got a lot of burn. Yep. Um, it's like they they always have somebody they can go to whenever somebody else doesn't have it. That Clippers game, it was Isaiah Joe starting out of the half. The Wizards game, it was Josh Giddy who had a really great second half. Tonight, it was, let's throw Aaron Wiggins out there um, for the two-way potential. And I thought he played great defense, especially... Um, getting matched up against some guys that are a little bit bigger than him and Tari, uh, not Tari Eason. I'm sorry. Um, oh, why am I going blank? The guy Jabari that Jabari Smith Jr. and um, Kim Whitmore. Nailed it. Yeah. I was going to say the guy that they drafted that's much worse than Chet. <laughs> <laughs> Sums it up. Jabari had a good game and he was one of the only he didn't have a good players game. who had a great game. Or sorry, a good game. <laughs> yeah. Any other thoughts? From tonight, I, you mentioned like Aaron Wiggins, Casey Wallace. This is going to sound like a a Josh Haiti, Josh Haiti, Josh Giddy <laughs> hate comment, but 
when Aaron Williams was in there with the starters, it looked really, really good. I'm not saying that we should see less of Josh Giddy, anything like that. Just a little disclaimer here, but I would like to see Wiggins in there with the starters a little more because that's when they really went on a run there. And I thought it looked it, it the offense and defense just flowed so well. Um, and that's just kind of something I really enjoyed. I don't think we've seen a lot of the season so far. So I'd like to see more of that moving forward. I think the end of the third, they had a 12 to two run where it was Shea and four bench guys. And it feels like the past two games, they're really trying to get more looks with Josh as like the primary distributor off the bench uh, with, with bench guys. And so I wonder if that's intentional, kind of yeah. feels that way. Yeah. And if that's something we will continue to see down the stretch. Definitely. Do you guys have like any, I know we, I, I was, I was doing a lot of hating and, and rejoicing and dancing on graves about the Houston game. Do you guys have like any new, more objective opinions about Houston after watching them tonight for the 48 minutes? You know, anything <laughs> nope. new? They can burn in hell as far as I'm concerned. Okay. You know, just checking in. <laughs> I just hope we take care of business on national TV Correct. Tuesday night. Don't, don't lose on <laughs> yeah. Tuesday. That is what I really want to see. Yeah. yeah. I, hey, agree. I, I will Thoughts, be in attendance uh, at the stroke of midnight on Tuesday as they play this game. Might not get over Silver to the space. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part is when Jacob says things and then I kind of think about it like, hmm. And I look over at Silva and <laughs> wide-eyed. <laughs> Like I, I, I am making a promise to the degen. I'm, I got my right hand raised here to the degenerates of the show. If Chet does to Shangun Tuesday night, what he did tonight, I will get a little boy, little boy chant going in the paycom. I, yes. I don't know if you can do that. I think that sure might be can. interpreted strangely. It might be. <laughs> The degenerates hey, I'm all know what I'm talking about. Who's that, That's all that who's matters. that man in Loud City <laughs> for little boys? The yeah. bald man with the shiny the head. End up on a watch list. <laughs> yeah, I want to be the first one. <laughs> Let's take a break. Jacob, where are you going to eat before the game hey, Tuesday night? I will tell you, Justin will tell you, after we get back. My preference is to be taxidermied when I die. <laughs> Can I get the J-Dub sounder at least, please? Bingo! <laughs> We'll be back right after this break. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. 
CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. And we're back. It's the best part of the Sunday show. Justin, why don't you tell them why? It's time for the day's hot chicken take of the week. The East Hollywood pop-up sensation turned fast casual superstar. Dave's Hot Chicken is now serving Oklahoma and Bricktown, Edmond, and coming soon to Chisholm Creek. Their mouth-watering sliders and tenders are offered at seven spice levels, ranging from no spice, like Taylor, to Reaper, like me, which requires a signed waiver for those who dare. Each piece of hand-breaded chicken is spiced to order using a blend crafted specifically for its heat level or no spice at all, along with sides of house-made kale slaw, creamy mac and cheese, and crispy seasoned fries. And try the new Dave's Not Chicken, cauliflower slices that taste just like Dave's Hot Chicken, but they're not. Visit Dave's Hot Chicken in Bricktown right next to Fuzzy's Taco Shop before or after the next Thunder home game. I think we all know we profess our, our fervent love for Dave's. And now we're going to put that love on display as we give some hot takes. We're going to fire off takes and rank them on the Dave's hot chicken scale. Hey, those of you in the chat tonight, which is a lot of folks, a lot, drop a lot your, of them, drop your hot takes of the week into the chat. We're going to choose a handful of them that we like the most. And you guys are going to win some free stickers. Stickers. Love it. All right. Who's got the takes? I'll start us off. You ready? This is (laughs) this is a bit of a foreshadowing on the pod. The Thunder are at five straight now, right? Two before the break, the three after the break. My hot take is this record stretches to eight and oh the next time we do a Dave's hot chicken hot take of the week. And the Thunder will be in first place in the West at that time. Buddy. That's a long winning streak. It is. Definitely. I'm, I'm going to give you extra hot on the Dave's Hot Chicken hot takes. Extra out. hot? That's right next to Reaper. <laughs> I think it's, it, it's a little spicy. Yes, it is. You keep saying dumb shit like that, the Reaper's going to come for you, buddy. <laughs> it's only what three games. Guys, but What does so, Justin Silva think? We, we were talking about this... Um, while you were polishing your head, Jacob, and uh, before the stream <laughs> without started, context, and that is, uh... <laughs> I think that it's hard because before the Thunder won this game, because last week I predicted they would lose this game tonight. So, like, I felt like, yeah, the Thunder, like, go take care of business and go three and zero next week. But now that the Thunder won this game, I'm like, okay, which one did they lose? And that's just statistics, Holmes. Like I, I don't know that anything changes. <laughs> so that's they a could, sounder. Thirty-two fifty, I believe. <laughs> yeah, they could very well go win these three games. Like that's not that's not hard. But the fact of that that puts them at an eight-game win streak, like that just feels different. So them like winning the next three games, like that that's that's a mild take. But having an eight-game win streak, like man, that might be a little up, a little hot. All right. All right. So we how, went extra, how, how we, hot was it, JD? We need your opinions. 
So Taylor did extra hot. Justin did hot. Hot. Correct. Damn it. <laughs> Give me. I'll go with hot. Give me just hot. I'm going with hot. Okay. Right. I'll accept it. And I'm going to use my back. exact same take from last Sunday. <laughs> I thought about doing the same. Chet Holmgren <laughs> is going to win rookie of the year. Where did we put it at last Sunday? I don't know. I wish I knew the answer to that. Because it might go down a notch, right? We had like we had like three Reapers last last Sunday, <laughs> I think. So it could have yeah. been. Wemby had his five by five, and everyone like lost their minds. Yeah, I was going to say something a little more inappropriate there, but we're going to keep it child friendly on the show tonight. They were. I was, saw so many tweets like gassing him up tonight. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what the final score was, but when I checked at halftime, they were down 35 to the, to the Utah Jazz, and he had 10 points. But he had a cool dunk, Jacob. It was so awesome. Like, winning has to count for something in this race, right? Agreed. Yep. Agreed. It was a heavy narrative he's got to overcome. So, Wimby had 22 points, 10 rebounds, 2 assists. Um, five blocks, which is pretty wild, but four tur- turnovers. Dang Somebody's it. cooking the books on the chat blocks. I'm just letting you guys know. <laughs> yep, that's right. Like, and they the got destroyed J. by the rebuilding Utah Jazz, one twenty eight to one oh nine. Not my rookie of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I just i I think I said earlier in the season that I don't like when Chet was doing really well like i still thought wimby wins rookie of the year because it just felt like that was a done deal before the season ever started Mm -hmm. but to your point jacob like narrative is everything and people are also drawn to whatever the uh, recency bias if chet plays like chet has played for the last three games for the next 20 that's a tough narrative to overcome. Does how much do the upcoming national TV games matter in Huge. that race? Yes, like you just said, yeah, yeah, on, quite a bit. on the low post, they don't. People aren't watching, even if they claim they are. They're not watching. They're not they, really. If they think Shea's not good at defense, then the, the narrative's already made highlights. up. Right. Also, we have a Chet versus Wimmy matchup coming up this week against the Spurs. So, how does that look? I think that could play yeah. a, a bigger role there. Rounding numbers, just to make it easy. Uh, Post-All-Star break, three games, I know. Chet, 30 minutes, 24 points on 67-53-71 splits. Nine rebounds, three assists, three blocks. I believe that is what our friends over at Dave's Hot Chicken would call a reaper stat line. You better sign that waiver before you play against Chet. He's going to burn your ass. <laughs> Justin, your take, I'm going hot. I'm going I'm extra gonna, hot. I'm going to go extra hot as well, Silva. I think the 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 voters want, they're like, Wemby's going to be the next face of the league. His legacy demands yep. a rookie they're of gonna the They're going to will it into existence. The Spurs only win two more games the rest of the season. He's still getting it. Is Chet even a real rookie? I know. <laughs> The narrative is there. I'm with you, yep. Sola. Extra hot, but I like it a lot, Justin. Uh, who's I, you, Taylor? You want to go? You want to go? <laughs> I've got one, but Silva, I, I felt like you were teed up. If you got one, you go for it. I, but I have one as well. I was. Uh, there's two. I'm considering. 
Should I go with the hateful one or should I recycle mine from last week? Hateful. All right. Hey, give into your hate. Hateful. If the Rockets spend another $60 million next offseason, they'll get to the play in tournament. Woo! I love it. What we that one is extra hot because they don't have another sixty million to spend. I know. I was just cooking it up. <laughs> Had to say it. Had to get it off my chest. Had to say it. I will. Uh, to your point, though, if they continue to try and just like bring in free agents and it's not a big name and just do what they did last season, uh, move off from Jalen Green, maybe all the Rockets fans, national media is hyping them up, uh, and they still end up like a playing team next season. That, I, I think that's that's hot for sure. Um, but gosh, I would love it. I'm a Thunder fan. Let me let me pull it up real quick. Give me just a second. The Rockets currently owe the Oklahoma City Thunder the ninth pick in the draft. They are three and a half up in the reverse standings on Brooklyn, four and a half up on Toronto, uh, five up. Actually, it's only four up on Toronto. It's five up on Memphis. Don't think they're catching Memphis. Uh, Brooklyn is bad. Toronto, I think, is pretty good and could climb a little bit. Is there a world where, like, on lottery night, we're kind of sweating bullets because the Rockets have a really good chance of jumping that top four and the Thunder actually lose the pick? Oh, definitely. And how sweet is it going to be? When the Thunder get like pick seven from them, <laughs> like the yes. Thunder go, will be like let's say the Thunder go to like round two or the Western Conference Finals, and then two weeks later are picking the seventh pick in the draft. Incredible! That it's payback for the year that we felt pretty darn sure the Thunder were going to get two top five picks, and we got zero. And we got zero. <laughs> I need it. I need it. Love it. That's a good one, Silva. What's your take, Thanks, Tyler? Right. Here's mine. I feel like mine haven't been very spicy recently. Spice it up, TP. So I am you said spicy. you wanted to cancel the All-Star game last time. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> you did. That was pretty spicy. <laughs> fair enough. However, hopefully this one is up there on the spice level. But I also feel pretty confident and maybe a little more excited about than confident. SGA has a career-high 44 points. He scored that in two games, uh, once on February 10th, 2023, and a second time, December 23rd, 2022. Looking at the schedule ahead for the week, the Thunder play the Rockets at the Spurs and at the Suns. You look at the past couple of games, SJA had like 30 points against the – it threw three quarters against the Wizards and then basically set the rest of the game. He had another 30 points essentially through three quarters tonight against the Rockets and then Chet took over. I think Shea we are 36 tonight. We are due for an SGA career high. And it is happening this week. You are very excited about this take Taylor. <laughs> Woo! I like it. I need to have All good. Is that it? Is it you're not going to throw throw out a number. Give us the number. You coward. On. Oh, 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 I mean, 44 yeah. points. Give me like, give me, give me 48. I was going to say 45. I was about to boot him off the show. <laughs> I was going to give me 44 and a half. I was cooking up my spice <laughs> breaking already. 48. That's medium. 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 Ooh, I love medium it. Take. Boo. <laughs> yeah. I give mean, me target on this podcast. I'm going hot because not only is he getting 48, Taylor, 
He's getting it in San Antonio. And as he bangs in the last three to go from 45 to 48. Someone did the face again. <laughs> there's going to be a camera zoom in similar to the go home, except him yelling at Wemby, pointing at Chet, saying rookie of the year. <laughs> and I will be seizing on my couch. Just <laughs> Losing speaking it. in tongues. <laughs> I can't throw <laughs> anything at you, homers. Man, I, I think Taylor, if you had thrown out like 50, 50. 60, like come on, yeah, this man yeah. wants to win MVP. Luca's got a 73 piece on the menu, Shay's got to step it up. Numbers win trophies, don't you know? I think, uh, I, yeah, I'm sticking with it. It's, 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 a, it's a mild But I point. said this week specifically. I'm not talking the rest of the season. I cannot, this wait. Week. I cannot wait for next Sunday. We're going to revisit this after <laughs> he has a 60-piece. Hey, you, you can mention the Lucas stat line all you want, but uh, he's also in eighth place in the West. So That's Are they eighth now? Eighth place in the West. Doesn't, doesn't but hey, if like they keep this up, me. he's going to win MVP. You're right. <laughs> he's on pace. Uh, I guess I need to rank this, huh? How about Taylor? How about hot? There we go. At least I got that. a little, little something. The next flavor I need to try, actually. Like hot is great. <laughs> I'm a hot fan. <laughs> I'm a hot, uh, hot seasoning fan of Dave's hot chicken. That it is funny. hot and sexy and popping. <laughs> Justin, why don't you read us some hot takes from the chat, please? Oh yes, I forgot about that. I gotta find out when it starts because there's a lot. <laughs> there's of so many comments, unhinged commentary. Hey, keep them coming, the folks. <laughs> there are so many. Uh, I literally can't find where the hot takes start. Someone no. said I look like someone they would go to if they wanted a pet alligator. I don't know what that means, and I don't think that's a hot really take. Funny. Just an exotic, but so we always say. <laughs> I couldn't look past that comment as I was scrolling. <laughs> Um, okay, here we go. From the same man that thinks I'm an alligator salesman. Hot take. Triple crown award sweep. MVP, rookie of the year, and coach of the year. That would be absurd. Reaper. You get Reaper, Jason. Hold Jason's got to sign the waiver for the Reaper. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Connor B says, we maintain a deep 9-12 to 12 man rotation in the playoffs. I, could I think see I'd it. be hate watching those games if they we're going to be down three one. Dagnot's going to be saying some shit like, "We got to keep things fresh. <laughs> Don't want them knowing what's coming next. This is all about development." Lindy needs four minutes. This is only our first playoff series. If you really think about it, that's one hundred percent something they would do. <laughs> yes, uh, I'm going to give a medium there, Connor. Medium. Here's another one. There, this one's this one's got some heat. Ibrahim. We only lose three games the rest of the season. Oh, Lakers, Bucks, and Celtics. Yeah, that's Reaper. Reaper. It's insane, but I like that. It. That, <laughs> that is like a love. That's the level where after you've eaten the Dave's hot chicken, you like you have to have like baby wipes and a cold bucket of water next to the toilet <laughs> because you're gonna look like the Houston Rockets blasting off the space. <laughs> Three to five hours out. Unbelievable. <laughs> Accurate. Unbelievable. Uh, we have a lot of Wimby hate. That's mostly what I'm scrolling through at the moment. <laughs> Not a surprise. To see it. Um, David Turley. Shea will win MVP this year. Actually rank odd. this, guys. Actually rank this. 
Yeah, I, I think hot. Uh, it's going to Medium. be tough. Really? See, he's Mild. there. It's ooh. <laughs> it, it is literally a coin flip right now. Yeah, right. Yeah. In our eyes, I think national media views it as more of like, I don't know. All the Lucas national media Pern. folks I've listened to have said coin flip. They also said that Shea doesn't, uh, you know, he, he doesn't really try hard on defense. Like we talked about with Zach Lowe. He's a gambler think, on defense. Getting into I think and it blocks. is a 50-50 shot. I give it a medium. Taylor went hot. JD went mild. Yeah, I think if they're the one seed, I think he just wins it. And I think they have a pretty good shot of getting the one seed. Thank I would you. hope so. Justin? I agree with that. I'll say medium as well. All right. Smack that. Fair spread. I like it. I think that's all I got. Uh, there, there's more in here somewhere. but So who's winning stickers? Who's winning stickers? All of those? I think uh, I'm, I'm saying the guy that called the award suite. Who was that? Yeah, that was spicy. Jason. Jason Elkins. Hey. Jason, DM us on social media or email the pod, theuncontestedsports at gmail.com. With your address, I will mail you some stickers, my friend. I was about to pull up another one from him that I thought was really good before I realized it was the same person. Train Man is an all-star next year for the Just East. shooting from the hip. He is. He is. Jason Griffey's, might be drunk. Griffey says I'm a hot podcaster. <laughs> I appreciate that. Taylor, that come on. The women tell me that all the time. Get that off the screen. <laughs> Unbelievable. I think so, that's it. There's I so many comments. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of records and scores and numbers and points, Justin, it's basically oh, the Justin I get, I get to podcast. go again. Yeah. Time for a prediction standing update. Uh, after a week in which Jacob goes 3-0, and we have a tie atop the leaderboard as Jacob pulls even with Nick at I didn't know I was up there to the points. top. Making Nick look like a little boy. <laughs> we also have JD close behind at 31 and Taylor and myself at 29. It's This is as tight as it's been all season. In the state after we changed the rules when I was in first place, but it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. That was one week, Taylor. Hey, hey, hold on. You've got the, the math here wrong, Justin. Unbelievable. On a <laughs> Sunday night. Jacob keeps changing the rules. No, get out of Nick here. Got, Nick got his money ball right. He was at 33 <laughs> last week. He got his money ball, which yeah. bumps him up to 35. You don't lose points for wrong guesses if they're not a money ball. Ah, you're right. So he's at 35. Boo. I hate oh, there that. you hope, Nick. This is what happens when I have to do this by myself while you're polishing your head. <laughs> JD's at 32. Let's go. <laughs> and I'm at 30. Yes. No? Yeah. And Nick is at 35. This feels like an episode of Whose Line Is It Anyway? 35. Yes. And I'm still at 29 after all that. How embarrassing for Taylor. Shifting. Let's focus on the real story yes. here. The shifting uh, of the rules after I dominated the first part of the season. Well, you know, it's championships asinine. aren't won in January, Taylor. <laughs> hey, Dorian in the chat says losers should have to eat the Reaper flavor from Dave's. <laughs> oh, we don't we don't have a a punishment for the loser of the true. prediction standings. We should keep. I think it that we do. Way. Remember, we the keep it loser um, contributes a certain amount of money to. No, that we're all doing that. Yeah, but I thought the loser was the one doing the most or something. I don't know. Jacob's hey, talking I mean, down. Theoretically, oh, listen, the loser will have to pay the most because that's how many games you get wrong. 
Jacob's talking about a public shaming of some kind, which I would like to avoid at all costs. Yeah, but just Mr. eating I a reaper flavor. Taking my charges at Baycom. Not forgetting that, Silva. What's going to happen after I eat the reaper flavor, Jacob? Public shame. <laughs> no, we'll drive you home immediately. I'll cry. Crying or we'll stick in a porta potty in the middle of June in Bricktown. I made the mistake of telling my son about this whole rankings thing tonight and how. Um, most everybody picked a thunder win tonight, and so then he started cheering for the Rockets. <laughs> I was God, like, "Wait, what's no. wrong with your child?" Wait, Justin? no, no. It's more like it's like a consolation prize. Like if they lose, at least you know I got a point out of it. <laughs> anyway, that's that's the update. Ignore all the numbers on the graphic. <laughs> Thanks for coming. I'm still so right. first. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> all right. It's time to make predictions for this week. They got three on the schedule. The first step, we've mentioned it multiple times, the late night game Tuesday, the Houston Rockets coming to Oklahoma City. JD, the rematch in two days. What do you got? For this one, you got to give me what you got and also like a a take for the game. Like what's something they need to do better? What's an adjustment that'll be made, et cetera? I've got a George W. (laughs) Tuesday night. Okay. And I've got you, Gordon Hayward scoring forever. more than 10 points. Ooh. That. I like, I like it. that. Justin, what do you got? I also have a win because I thought they would learn from this experience in Houston, which I thought would be a loss, and bounce back in Oklahoma City. I think in this one, like we said earlier, I think it's the bench. Um, I think Isaiah Joe comes in and uh, lights up Houston. Taylor? I had the Thunder W as well, and I'm predicting. I don't think this is going to be my Dave's hot take. I don't think Shea's going to have his career high tomorrow or uh, Tuesday night. I think we're going to get another thirty piece, a piece from Dub and Shea. Oh, I like that. I took the W against the Rockets, and it's my money ball of the week. Ooh, uh, our guy Nick Crane also has a win against the Rockets. Justin, they are at the Spurs on Thursday night. What happens down in San Antonio in the Wemby matchup? The Thunder win convincingly because the Spurs are horrible. This is my money ball for the week. And I think that Chet makes Wemby look like a little boy, continuing the... Chet little boy too. <laughs> <laughs> no. Maybe little boy should be our new shirt. I don't, I don't know think that's a good idea. Well, I think it should. Okay. For a lot of reasons. The degenerates will buy it. That's Taylor. What, <laughs> what happens in San Antonio Thursday night? I have the W and money ball as well. And do I need to give a, a take? Uh let's say this is Gordon Hayward's breakout game. Mm. We all want that. In some form. <laughs> JD, what do you got? I got a Thunder W and a Moneyball, and I think Wemby plays like shit. <laughs> <laughs> I took the W, and Nick also took a W Moneyball of the week. <laughs> Lastly, Sunday night, next Sunday, we will have a later show. Uh, it looks like all these cowards are backing out on me Sunday night, so hopefully Nick will join me. <laughs> They That's not accurate. Is it I, not next week? Is it two weeks? I think no, it's two weeks it, from now. Yeah. I, I, I'm i going to be there. Sunday. We'll be oh. here. 
There was a game coming Don't up. Trash where it's like us. An 11 p.m. <laughs> podcast start. I think that's the Portland game on Wednesday. Yes. Oh, yeah. In a couple. That's weeks. right. Yeah. I'm going to be all all alone. I'm going to need those game. with me. <laughs> yes, that one's going to be gnarly. They're at the Sun <laughs> Sunday night. Taylor, what happens out in the Valley of the Sun? And will the big three of the Phoenix Suns play more than 30 games together this season? <laughs> I am leaning with what Justin alluded to earlier in the podcast. I think this is where the Thunder get that L after riding on the high of all those W's, going with the L against the Suns. And uh, no, (laughs) I mean, I I don't think we'll see a whole lot of Bill. Um, I don't think those Suns play 30 games this season. Justin, what do you got? I got to win. This team uh, just reeks of dysfunction a big three that can't big three and the OKC big three is going to show them what, what continuity and cohesion and people that actually like each other, how they can play. I have the win in Phoenix as well. I mentioned they're going to go on a, not go on a, the win in Phoenix will be the eighth game in a row. Uh, so give me the win. Two weeks of three and for Jacob. Yep. Here's the maybe hot take on the pod. I kind of wouldn't mind Phoenix in the playoffs. That is, is he, a little hot. It's a little is hot. It, who guards Shea? Right. Everyone wants to talk about Kevin Durant. Dev, who's guarding Shea? Gilded? Shea might average Royce 40 O'Neal, a game like, in that series. Yeah. And the depth. Shea is going Bo to Bo. give them freaking buckets. I watched today. They were playing Bo Bo at power forward, or forward, whatever you want to call it, alongside. Um, Jokic, Josef Nurkic might be dead by game three. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't think I want them. I'm not sure there are many teams in the West right now that I'm like, yeah, let's go. Let's well, sign hold me that up thought because we're gonna talk about that in a second. <laughs> JD, what do you got in Phoenix? I've got an L. I, I just I don't know. I, I felt bad picking three wins in a row, and I was like, this makes me nervous, so I have to pick an L somewhere. It's gonna go, it's gonna happen in Phoenix. We got a couple cowards on the show tonight. Nick <sighs> also took a win. Me. Nick and Justin all have a three and zero week. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> we will see what happens. All right, let's take another break. On the other side, we're going to talk some Western Conference standings. Hang with us. We'll be right back. Can we dedicate this break to Poku? Treat it as like a moment of silence. He's gone, and we haven't really discussed him did at all. Did you not listen to Taylor and I the other day? Oh, well, I did, but I haven't been on a pod. Tribute. To, oh. I haven't been able to dedicate anything. Okay, to him, before so. we go to the, before we go to the break, JD, could you please say a few words? <laughs> Poku, you meant a lot to all of us, and uh, you know we'll miss you. You gonna be playing in probably Greece within the next few weeks, maybe China, and we'll be here waiting when you come back. <laughs> and uh, play in the G League for a couple of years and then return back to Greece or China. But it was a blast, buddy. See you later. Do you think we get to see him at Summer League? No. I hope so. No. Justin, would no. you like to say a few words? Bye. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Better um, learn Chinese, buddy. <laughs> a year from now. A year from now. If I set the over under at 0.5, how many packs a day Poku smoking? Probably hammering the over. Yeah. I think he's going to get into CBD. (laughs) (laughs) And we are off. Seems like a Zen guy. For real. (laughs) Off to the break. 
And we are back. JD, can you play that around the association music, please? Yep. I don't even know where you're sitting at. Like. <laughs> <laughs> For this Around the Association segment, I thought we would talk about the Western Conference standings. You guys probably can't see that real well. I need to zoom in on this bad boy. <laughs> and we where we think the standings end the standings end at the end of the season. Can you guys see that a little bit better now? Yep. yep. Awesome. First question. Is the top 10 in the West already set? Yes. 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 <laughs> I don't like that sound at all. I worry about the Warriors a little bit there. They are currently a game or sorry, half game back from the Lakers uh, currently in No, 10. I just mean the top ten that the order will switch, but nobody oh. below the ten line is jumping up. Yeah, one hundred percent. Uh the Jazz and eleventh are three and a half games back from yeah. the Warriors, so I think so. Yeah, I don't think the Jazz are catching them. I don't think anybody below the Jazz are catching them. So okay. Next question. We have four teams in the play-in right now. That would be the Kings, the Mavericks, the Lakers, and the Warriors. Do you guys think those stay the same? They can move within that tier, but the Golden State Warriors are 10.5 behind first. The Lakers are 10 behind first, so there's only a half-game difference there. Mavs and Kings, each 7 behind first. Phoenix and Pelicans, each 6.5 behind first. So maybe Pretty easier question mild. to ask, who are going to be the four playing teams in the West? I'm not sure it changes because we said that one through 10 is pretty much locked in, but probably a pretty mild take here. I think the Pelicans fall and the Kings and Mavericks rise a little bit. I would not be surprised to see the Pelicans in that eighth or ninth seed come uh, play in time. That's, I was going to say, I think Pelicans drop to the play in. I think the Mavericks sneak up to six. Yeah, I'm probably going to go Phoenix drops out and the Mavericks go up to like Mavs go up to like five, maybe. And then Pelicans at six. You got to realize the difference between eight and five is a half game. Half game. Not much. I'm with JD. Phoenix has the most difficult strength of schedule the rest of the way of any team in the league. And we all just said we don't think the big three are even going to get to 30 games together. The depth is shot. They're injury prone. I think Phoenix falls to the plan. Which is like nightmare fuel. That is for rough. the Suns. This yeah. is all they have. This is the team. For like the next decade. Yeah. They have nothing. They're trading swaps that were already swaps. <laughs> like, I don't even know how that works. They're in trouble. Uh, if this doesn't go the way, like what if they get bounced in the play in guys and they end up with a lottery pick? That they don't even get. KD requests out. Yeah, that probably does happen, actually. Booker <laughs> wants to go somewhere else. Yeah. That is not great. No boy. Um, what about the rest of the West? What, um, let's say, like, the one through four. What do you guys, how do you guys, like, put those in order? One, two, three, four. 
of where you think it will be at the end of the season. You could literally talk me into any arrangement of those four <laughs> at this point. Yep. Um, I think the Clippers might jump to, I don't know. I don't know if I believe in them enough to go all the way to one. I could see the Clippers jumping up one to two. I could see Denver again, stringing together a run and getting in a little higher than four, which obviously bumps OKC and Minnesota down in those scenarios, potentially, uh, biased but with the thunders schedule the rest of the way i think minnesota is probably more likely to to fall out of that first seed for one of those teams i just mentioned or maybe the thunder which is a crazy sentence to say can i give you guys a few stats yes strength of schedule the thunder have the 21st most difficult strength of schedule. They got a pretty easy ride the rest of the way. Minnesota is 18th. Denver is 14th. The Clippers are ninth. Hmm. The Clippers and the Nuggets will play each other one more time this season. The Clippers and the Wolves will play each other two more times this season. The Nuggets and the Wolves will play each other three more times this season. That means there are at least, what is that, six more losses amongst those three teams Hmm. because they all play each other six Mm -hmm. times. Spicy. I didn't realize the Clippers' schedule was that hard. Like, they're playing really good basketball, but that the heart, the the strength of schedule combined with some of those games against other top, like those games are going to be huge for them because they already lost the tiebreaker with OKC. Mm-hmm. They're going to need to get OKC owns the tiebreaker against the Clippers and the Nuggets. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's fascinating. Very. And one thing we already saw, uh, Paul George was questionable heading into tonight with like a knee, whatever. I could see, I mean, just typical for Paul George, right? And that's what I'm getting at. Like, yeah, Bonesper. I could see, I mean, you're the Clippers, you're top four in the West, regardless, essentially, at this point. I could see them resting some of those guys moving forward and not really caring so much about matchups. So if I had to guess right now, I would go Timberwolves still one, Thunder two, Nuggets climb up to three, and Clippers drop to four. I think I'm going to go... Uh, I feel pretty good about OKC getting the one seed. Nice. I'm going to put them up there just because the tiebreakers and because those other teams play each other. I think things are going to work out uh, by a hair for OKC. So I'll put like OKC one. Um. Wow. Now it's difficult. Now it's difficult. Very. Timberwolves two, Clippers three. So I think that it's as is, but the T-Wolves and Thunder just swap. I don't think Denver cares about seeding as much. So I could see them like resting guys. I think that's fair. I think that's very fair. I'm with you, JD. I think the Thunder kind of have the inside track at the one seed. The fact that all those other top three play each other so much, the Thunder have tiebreakers on two of the three, and it's not that they don't have the tiebreaker with the Wolves. They went two and two, so it goes farther down the tiebreaker chain. I feel good about all of it, man. You know what's crazy is, uh, though the Thunder do have 
an easy schedule. <clears throat> Excuse me. The the schedule to end the season, like the very final stretch, there's some spicy games in it that obviously like that late in the season, who knows where teams are at, if they're resting guys, if it's full strength. But going backward from the end of the season, Oklahoma City plays Dallas, Milwaukee, San Antonio, Sacramento, Charlotte, Indiana, Boston, and Philadelphia, New York, Phoenix. Like that's, that's a stretch. That's tough. A heck of a, heck of a and stretch. that's that's over two weeks. That's a. Are you ready for the playoffs? Because we're about to find exactly. out that type of stretch. That, so if if what you guys are saying comes to fruition, that last two weeks is going to be some stressful basketball for Thunder fans because yes. those, those are there's there's some big matchups in there. We are we are all in agreement that nobody else is cracked. The top four can switch amongst those four, but nobody else is getting in that. Correct. Right. Yeah. No. Feels no. that way. Which of five through ten is most likely to make it to the second round? You're looking at Phoenix, New Orleans, Sacramento, Dallas, the Lakers, and Golden State. Phoenix, pretty easily, I think. Interesting. I want to put them there. They have like the best high end talent. I just think the depth and the health and the lack of continuity is such a big deal for them. I just don't know if that matters as much in a first round playoff series. Which that's, that's what I'm I think. Thinking. I think the the ceiling of talent is is exactly what you need to win a win a first round playoff series. And I don't know that New Orleans, Sacramento, Dallas, L.A., Golden State can compete with that right now. And the Suns just beat the Lakers by ten, and what was a pretty close game for the, the majority of the game. Uh, let's see. It was super balanced. Katie only had 22. Booker only had 21. It was Grayson Allen and uh, Royce O'Neal really kind of carried them offensively. Just like we all today. drew it up. Mm-hmm. You guys have any other thoughts besides Phoenix being the most likely? Justin, did you agree with that? I, I could buy that. Um, I for For similar reasons. I think Dallas would have a shot as flawed as they are. Luka, Dallas is the team for me. Luca, Luca can, Luca can get it done. Yeah, that would be my pick also. That's how would you guys feel, feel about, about a, playing them? How would you guys feel about a two seven or a one eight Thunder versus Golden State matchup? I would I'd be annoyed. That. I still pick the still pick the Thunder, but yeah, uh, it would be like I mentioned here. I think last week it'd be a grind of a series, a chance uh, to exercise some demons. I yes, that's, that was what was driving my answer. Uh, or get really pissed off. <laughs> One of those two things. Game six, Clay two point oh. Game six, and Shea goes for forty five. Yep. Random aside, did you guys hear Dagnalt's comments about? It wasn't about Game Six Clay, but he referenced Game Six Clay. It was about which side of the court they want to be on. Yep. Yeah, that was fascinating. I thought that was a really. Interesting and he was like, I, I wasn't anything at that point. I was just basically had the best seat in the house. Right. It was but, an interesting uh, question. Stuck with me and an interesting answer where basically like, how much do they they care about which side of the court they play on and which half? Do you want to be in front of the bench? Do you prefer to be not in front of the bench? Like, do you want your defense over there? Your offense? And he said he intentionally tries to switch it up because partly because of game six clay, the warriors did that in game six, they switched the court on the thunder and they, he goes, 
I don't know how much of a factor it was, but like it threw us off a little bit. Like it was, they hadn't, they weren't used to it. It felt different. And like in what in was the, the setup where, were the thunder playing offense on their bench side? I don't, I don't recall the specifics, but the, the point was that it was different than what they had done all season. Interesting. And they, and the warriors hadn't done it up to that point either, but they did it as an intentional move to try to throw OKC off. And, and then, so because of that, they don't said so they tried to switch it up on yeah, a game to game basis. He said ever since up. then he's done it. So like when he was at the blue, I'm assuming, and now with the Thunder, I think interesting. Random like little anecdote that I, I had never heard that about that game. I think Clay game six Clay was probably a little less the side of the court and a little more Andre Robertson being in foul trouble, but <laughs> I digress. <laughs> right. Gentlemen, any more thoughts before we get out of here? Fun stretch, heck of a way to come out of All-Star break. Just really exciting, and like we mentioned, hopefully the Thunder take care of business yet again, this time on national TV Tuesday night. It's a good time to be a Thunder fan, and I think Great this, like, it, we have to cherish it now because as we were talking about the Suns earlier, right? Like, it wasn't that long ago that the Suns were having that, like, magical run that they'd always waited for. Mm-hmm. And now look at them. So like, do I think the thunder will find themselves in a dumpster fire? Like other franchises do as quickly? No, I think they're set up for more sustained success, but success is fleeting. And I think we're, we're, we are at the funnest part of the journey. And I think it's a good, it's a good reminder. We're peaking folks. We are uh, my take away, my final takeaway. Yeah, sometimes it's good to make people feel shame for their old bad takes. <laughs> Shame is good. Shame is good. Shame is good, actually. It'll only be better come Tuesday night. (laughs) All right, let's get out of here. You guys, thank you so much for tuning in the show. We got a ton of people in the live stream tonight, which is incredible. Thank you guys so much for coming, hanging out with us. Uh, We got to shout out Cooper. who dropped a super chat. Five game, one streak. Great weather and OKC. Hell yeah. Brother, I got my bike out yesterday. We're on a little five-mile ride. Just there loving you go. Life. Loving life. You guys have a great Monday. We will be back, not Tuesday, after the Houston game. We'll be here Wednesday for our regularly scheduled Wednesday show. We'll break down the Houston game then and talk some other big themes. We will then be back here Thursday after the San Antonio Spurs game. And then Sunday following that Phoenix Suns game. So you got three shows coming from us this week. Again, if you're in the live stream tonight, thanks for coming and hanging out. Drop that like before you leave. For some podcast version, thank you for downloading our show. Please make sure to drop a five-star rating. And if you're watching a YouTube video later on in the day, maybe procrastinating a little bit at work, watching the YouTube, drop that like as well. Leave a comment. We always love to go back and read those comments. Have a great beginning of your week if you're in the OKC area. Enjoy the weather because it's going to be freaking beautiful. We will see you guys Wednesday night. Until then, as always, thunder up. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. 
all backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.